I am Linda. And I'm Sarah. I'm a boomer mom. I'm a millennial daughter. And we're here to talk about relationships. All kinds of relationships. So without further ado, let's, let's get, get relational. relational. Hi, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Relational. Today, we're talking about taking a stand and committing to it. Yes. So one of the things we talked about in preparation for this week was really knowing what you want. What is it you're going to take a stand on? Yeah, because you, you, you can't exactly take a stand for something if you have no, no idea what you're taking a stand for. Like, you have to know what you're going to take a stand for. You have to decide what it is that you really want to um, commit to. Uh, and you have to know why you're committing to it as well. Yeah, knowing your big why for everything in your life is so important. I was reading a um, post in Facebook this morning from a woman who was basically kind of dictating her demands to her partner about what Mother's Day was supposed to look like. And it was so interesting. It was You could tell she was coming from a really feeling of lack and overwhelm and that nobody's there to support her. And it was, it was, it was sad, you know. Yeah. To, and so she was taking a stand... But it was, her resentment was just leaking out all over the place. And so I was thinking about, you know, when you take a stand for something, you want to look at your why. Like, do you just want out of your responsibilities for one day? Or do you want to transform the way things are done in your family? You know, and it's like, so for her, I think all she could see was she just needed some relief. And this is the only way she could see to get it. And I thought, wow, are there places where I'm doing that, mm -hmm. where I'm not clear why I want what I want? So I've been trying to, in my journaling every morning, get super clear. Like if I'm taking a stand for something, if I'm taking a stand for how I'm eating or drinking or exercising, I need to know why. Is it because of something um, somebody else told me? Did a doctor tell me I need to do that? Did somebody tell me I don't look good? Um, you know, do I feel like I feel better when I eat and drink and, and exercise in certain ways? So what's my why? You know, why do I want what I want? Mm -hmm. And... If I am going to take a stand for myself, for my life, for my vision, I really have to know. Yeah. Like why I want it. Yeah. Because then, then it just sort of falls flat. Like what's the point of committing to something if you don't know why you want it? Um, if you don't have, it's like, if you don't have the oomph to back it up, like what are, what are you doing? Like, what's driving you? Because part of what ends up happening, again, this is going back to unconscious decisions versus conscious decisions, is that if you're making an unconscious decision, you're not really checking in with yourself as to why you want, you're making the decision, uh, what you, whatever thought process went into making the decision, if there was any, and you, what's going to keep you on that path, you know? If you're not consciously thinking about I want to do this um, and because of this reason and I know that it's going to make me feel better. It's going to, you know, add more to my life or something like that. That's a great reason to make the decision, you know, and, and it gives you a reason to keep committing to it because that's the other thing. It's not just about taking a stand and making the decision. You have to commit to the decision, right? You got to commit to what you're taking a stand for. So if you don't have a reason to stick around and commit to it, why take a stand in the first place? Yeah, because you're going to need to commit over and over and over again. The universe has this funny way sometimes of testing your commitment. Do you really want that? You're not going to eat sugar, but here I'm putting your favorite dessert in front of you. You sure you don't want to have dessert? I know this is your favorite. 
And if you have a really strong stand for why you don't want to eat that sugar, you're not going to eat it. But if it's a, if it's a half-assed kind of commitment to it, um, you're going to get knocked off every time. It's like, oh, I'll start my no sugar tomorrow. I'll cut down my drinking tomorrow. I will eat healthy tomorrow. And tomorrow doesn't come fast enough for it to affect much change if you have not committed to this. And one of the things that we were chatting about about this was this whole concept of uh, taking a stand and committing has a lot to do with your self-respect. Oh, yes, it does. And, and self-respect also comes with trusting yourself, too. So if you're saying, oh, I'll do this tomorrow, oh, I'll do this tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll put this off for like a week or whatever it is, and you're just continually procrastinating, you're not committing to it, which means you're not, your, your, your subconsciousness isn't trusting that your, your, uh, your decisions, basically, because you're not following through and you're not committing to them. Um, and then, you know, the, the universe basically dropping in to test you a little bit, that's, that's testing your respect for yourself and your decisions is really what that comes down to is what are you are you going to just give in are you going to let things slide um this and this is also really important when you in your relationships like not just your romantic relationships but all of your relationships when you take a stand and commit to um you know having conversations like the difficult conversations about things that are upsetting to you and you're you're tolerating that the other person just doesn't want to talk to you about it and isn't willing to talk to you about it like even though you took a stand that like we were going to try and have those conversations you're going to do your best to work them out then you're not you're basically allowing the other person to disrespect your decision um, and that's going against what you, you, like your own personal self-respect of like, I want to make a change for this. If the other person doesn't want to make a change, then well, that that's on them. You got to figure out what you got to do. Um, but there's different ways that the universe can poke at you and to make sure that you're, <laughs> you're really committed to doing what you need to do. Um, uh. I wrote about this in a blog post, but in the last relationship that I was in, I was fully committed to communicating and working out stuff with um, my boyfriend at the time. And uh, one of the things that I noticed though as the relationship continued is that, yeah, we could have the conversations about it, but him taking the action to make the changes that I needed to get um, my needs and wants met within our relationship weren't happening. And so I had to slowly come to like the realization of like, you know what, this relationship isn't working out for me because he's unable to respect what I need and want in a relationship because he doesn't have the capacity to do so right now. Um, and it's not like he was a terrible person, wasn't that kind of thing. He was just dealing with other outside factors and personal ones that made it difficult for him to also have enough time and energy um, and the capacity to also focus on a relationship with someone else. So it was like, okay, uh, to not resent this person, uh, we need to end things or else everything is gonna go downhill very quickly and resentment is bad in any relationship. So I had to hold on to my self-respect and say, this isn't working for me, something needs to change. Um, and the best scenario was that we broke up. Yeah, yeah, this whole thing about taking a stand, it's not just for you and your life and your vision, it's taking a stand for what you want in your life. So if you have a relationship with a romantic partner, if you have a friendship, if you uh, have a relationship with your child that needs tending, 
one of the things that I really got when uh, your other parents and I were breaking up was that I had to take a stand for you. And I had to take a stand for our relationship. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of pressure on you not to be part of my life as much. Mm -hmm. And we had always been super close. So I was like, what is going on? And I remember actually having that conversation with you as I'm taking a stand. And I, and I, I, I honestly, I got it from a, a book about divorce poison, you know, and what a, another partner does sometimes in the, um, the breakup process. And so I thought, no, I'm taking a stand for this relationship. And in order to us, for us to work through whatever we need to work through, we have to spend time together. And so Sarah respected that, you know, she, you know, she knew we had been close before and, you know, I had to really work on my capacity to be present for her. Cause in the beginning I was just so devastated that so much was turning against me. I just didn't know how to deal with it. And so I wasn't as present for her as I could be in the very beginning. And what I realized was I had to heal my own stuff so that I could have the capacity to take a stand for her and for our relationship. And that made all the difference in the world in our relationship then yeah. and our relationship since then. Yeah, because part of what happened during that time is her taking a stand and having the presence and capacity to be there for me really opened up an opportunity for me to, uh, you know, unleash what I was feeling, not unleash really, but um, to, to talk about what I was feeling. And it was a very confusing mess of, I don't know what's going on anymore, uh, which would send, uh, turn to the conversation into, I think I need some therapy. Uh, so, but being able for, but her taking a stand for the relationship allowed me to actually open up to her about what was going on for me and put me on a path for self-healing and personal growth. And since that time, uh, I've also continued to take a stand for the relationship that I have with her as my mom. And because it's super important to me that we have a good relationship. Um, and, you know, I don't know what I, I do without her. Like, she's, she's my rock in my life. You know, if I need help, I go to her. If I just need to blabber about a goofy thing, a video game, just like this morning, like, I, I talk to her about it. And then I tell her... Thank you for listening to me. Because I have no idea what she's talking no, about. No, she doesn't. No clue. Um, but but it's part of that. Uh, we continue to take a stand to work through things. Even the other day, we got a little frustrated while doing some work. Um, and we talked it out. I apologized because it was on me. I wasn't feeling too good. And I was getting frustrated. And we just weren't able to communicate properly. Um, and but But it's important to the both of us to work through those kinds of things and make sure that, you know, stuff like that happens. You can get frustrated at the people in your life, even though you love them from head to toe, you know, um, they can be really annoying and they can say something that's not very nice to you. But the important thing is that if you're taking a stand, both of you are taking the stand for the relationship that you're going to come together and be like, that wasn't cool. I apologize. Um, you know, that's not what I meant. And you, you're able to work things out. And that's, that's the key thing here is that we are committed to working things out so that we are able to work together, that we're able to be a mom and daughter, and that we can go have fun together, traveling and all of that kind of stuff. Because I, I know I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a lot to handle. So she, I appreciate her putting up with me. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this whole concept of taking a stand for what you want in your life 
But, you know, we keep talking about, you've got to know what you want. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we've said this already today in this episode, but that is one of the biggest issues I think people have. Like, people tell me all the time, oh, I'd like to do this. I said, well, why don't you do it? You know, I have a friend who was like, I want to travel to here. I want to travel to here. I was like, why don't you do it? And finally, she was so excited. She messaged me and said, I, I, I made the flight reservation. I'm going to do it for, for one of the things that she really yeah. wanted to do. And if you keep waiting around in your life mm-hmm. for something to happen to you, it's not a very empowering way to live. It's not a very fulfilling way to live. It's not a very self-respectful way to live. It's a passive way of living. Yeah. It's very passive when you're just sort of expecting other things to happen to you and for you, and you're not making the effort to make them happen. Um, And, you know, then it's like, well, do you actually really want the thing that you say you want? We've talked about this in another episode of, you know, if you're not making the effort to make the thing you want happen, it's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, we're, we're working on launching a couple of different things business-wise, and it is sometimes really hard to stay the course. And, you know, we, we both feel like we've been putting a lot of energy and a lot of creativity, and it's, it's been a challenge sometimes to say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are, are we still on the right track? Is this where we should be going? But we have that longer-term vision, mm-hmm. and we have the commitment to take a stand for what we know can make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And... The thing I always say to people is keep your eye on the prize. Like, what is it you really want? And keep your eye on that. If it's better relationships with your family, how do you get there? You mm-hmm. don't get there by criticizing everything they do. You don't get there by complaining about everything they don't do. You know, how do you look at what you really want and get there? I, I, I think I shared this before, but I, I was in a, leading a workshop for middle school parents. And one of the things I talked about was what are your child's memories going to be of that time period? Are they going to be that you were yelling at them all the time? They're going to be that they were never enough, that, you know, they were, their grades weren't good enough, they weren't doing as well in sports as they could, you know, they were on video games all the time. Or were you going to create a respectful relationship with them that was going to carry them through into adulthood? And I had one mom come to me, she said, I couldn't believe when you said that, I realized that's all my kids here for me. All my kids hear is that I yell at them and complain about what they're not doing. I'm changing it right now. And it really reflected a huge change in her relationship, and it totally transformed her relationship with her kids and and her husband as well. And it's that sense of knowing what it is you want, why you want that. Why is it important to you to have a good relationship with your family? You know, why is it important to us to have a good relationship with each other? You know, part of it is we are each other's rocks during this last pandemic year. And, um, you know, we each live alone and, and to be able to create our little family, uh, was, was important for us. Yeah. And so, you know, we, and that evolved over time, uh, because we finally realized we both did better when we were spending time together on a regular basis, um, creating work and, and that kind of thing. It was easier for us to work and all that. So we kept our eye on the prize. We wanted our relationship to be good. We wanted to get through the pandemic craziness Mm -hmm. and we wanted to, um, know that we were moving forward in our relationship, deepening it, and also deepening our own personal growth. You know, we don't share everything with each other, but we share a lot with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that that's super important to being able to uh, express how you feel, to express what's important to you, and to, to share what the prize is. Like you and your best friend may have your eye on different prizes in terms of how your relationship is. Yep. You know, it may be perfectly fine for them, that uh, you just do happy hour on Friday nights. They may not want anything any deeper than that. 
And your prize might be in that relationship that you have this really deep sharing relationship that you call each other every day. Well, you're kind of in a mismatch because you each have your eye on a different prize. And so if you can keep your eye on the prize of just deepening the relationship, even if it means you just show up at happy hour and have a good time, you know, that might be the thing that deepens the relationship for that other person so they get comfortable. Um, or maybe they never do. Maybe you get that need met from someone else. But I, as I look at the relationships that have developed over this pandemic year, particularly, I'm really struck by the people that kind of evolved out of my life and the people that I spend more time with. And uh, I love having fun and I love being deep and serious and, and um, like processing stuff. And I, I need that variety of people in my life. So my eye is on the prize of having that variety of people in my life and having people that respect me, who I respect, and who understand what they want in the world and what they want in relationship with me. And I think we're both pretty clear what we want in relationship with each other. And we also give each other space. You know, I, I try not to be in her face all the time. I try not to impose my opinions about everything. You know, some of my friends have said, well, haven't you told her how you feel about this? I said, no, it's none of her business how I feel about this. This is not, uh, she gets to make her own decisions about this. If it's something uber important, like if she's about to go like start a cocaine habit, you know, <laughs> I, I would probably yeah, like, you'd have an opinion have on that. Yes, yeah. I think something to say about that. Yeah, but other things, you know, I I want and I've wanted this since her teens. I want her set up for life success, which means making her own decisions in an informed way. So since she was a mid teenager, she was handling her own doctor appointments, talking to the doctor on her own, um, those kinds of things that that were just important for her to navigate on her own. And when she went to college, she had friends that she had to, like, support them through that process. They had no idea how yeah. to call up an advice nurse uh, or a doctor for an appointment because their parents has always done everything for them. Yeah, it was really interesting to kind of have that, that difference. But I, I, I was grateful for it because I was set up to actually be a functioning adult. <laughs> More so than a lot of the people, than some of the people that I knew. And it and it's not to say that like they they can't learn that. Of course they can learn that. But I had a I had a more solid foundation to be able to be and live on my own in a uh healthy manner. Uh where I wasn't looking for other people to depend on to help me through things because I knew how to do them and I was comfortable doing them. Yeah, yeah. So wrapping it up, we want to say in this whole episode is know what you want. Yes. Know why you want it and take a stand for it, whether it's for you, for your life, for your vision, for your relationships, for your family. Know what it is. Take a strong stand for it. Commit to it over and over and over again and keep your eye on the prize because that's where the self-respect comes in yep. is knowing what you want, staying the course. You will get bumped off course, but stay with it. Because it, it matters and it works. Yeah. Until next time, we love you. Mwah. Mwah.